Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colo. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. In this episode, you're going to hear from Allison Craig, a mom of three who's running a nonprofit in Raleigh, North Carolina, to help moms thrive in whatever season they're in. I loved hearing how her vision to start Thrive Motherhood came from her own desire to use her strengths, which bring her joy when she's using them. It inspires me to hear how she's gathered a team and also a board of directors to create intentional ways for moms with various needs and interests connect with others in their own communities. Her joy and enthusiasm is so contagious, and hearing and seeing what they're all up to is so inspiring. As you listen, if there's anything in particular that encourages you, it would mean a lot to me if you would subscribe, rate, and leave a review. That way, others can hear more about the Embrace Your Strengths podcast. Hope you enjoy our conversation. I am so excited for you to hear from my next guest today, Allison Craig in North Carolina. Welcome, Allison. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here finally. <laughs> I know. this is. We've been trying to do this for... Uh, off and on for a while. And I'm so, yeah, I'm just so eager to hear about you and your strengths and the things that you're doing there with moms in North Carolina. And I would love for you to just start with introducing yourself, who you are, where you live and what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I am a mom of three. So I have Lily who just turned six, Paxton who is three and a half and Stella is one. And my husband and I, we live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and he runs and um, he owns it and he is a furniture maker. So we make furniture. Um, he runs that out of our home. So we're all here all the time. I homeschool my daughter in kindergarten right now. And then I also run a nonprofit called Thrive Motherhood. And we are North Carolina. Um, it was started in 2020. And so I've been running that. Um, it could be full time, but my hours are more part time because that's what I really can do and to be present with my kids. But we kind of love the lifestyle that we live. So it's kind of crazy, but it's fun. Mm. Wow, that's that's so exciting. And I know just so many details and vision behind all the things that you just mentioned. So I look forward to getting into that a little more. Well, I think, I think over the years, it's just been fun to know you. And especially the last, for a while, I just see you on my phone, you know, through Instagram and I love watching what you're doing, but you know, you and my daughter, Rachel became friends in high school, I guess. And just through being crew staff kids and some of the experiences y'all had. It's just been fun to kind of watch you both grow up and step into things that you really are passionate about. So um, well, I would love for you to start with just telling about what your top five Clifton strengths are and just kind of what your journey has been and understanding them and um, just kind of where that's taken you. Mm -hmm. 
So the first time I took Strength Finders, I was actually in Colorado. It was for staff training, and I think I was in college because I think Rachel and I did it together um, for some of the college leaders. And sadly, I feel like it kind of it didn't go over my head, but I think I just had other things on my mind at that time the summer. And so I didn't fully understand really the value in that strengths finders um, assessment. Um, But I started thinking about them more, I guess I was just in a lot of different types of trainings for what I was doing in ministry. And then I had more of an assessment and really thought through those things it was, I think, 2019 um, that I was able to really process what my strengths were. And so it is um, relator, developer, connectedness, positivity, and belief. And, I mean, I once I read on them, I was like, this is – it's almost like a duh obvious thing to me. Uh-huh. Like how spot on they were um, with – And I think that's probably what it was. It was like when I was 20 until I was 30, that's like very um, huge years in your maturity. Like each year, I just feel like you mature so much. And so as I was learning myself and becoming more self-aware, it just became more and more obvious to me how those were my strengths. And so then I just, you know, started the process of thinking like, how can I use my strengths? So that's a little bit how it started. So like, even as you think about these different um, strengths, like in the core clarity system, like which I use, you know, there's different quadrants and your relator is a connecting strength as you connect with others and your positivity and developer are two strengths that are mobilizing strengths, strengths that move others to action. And then your connectedness is one that is... Um, a reflect talent, like things, how you process information and connectedness is the one you have there. And then belief is your talent in the energized quadrant, which is the energized ones are ones that motivate you to action. So your beliefs are what motivate you to action. So as you kind of like, we're understanding them more, like, what do you think? Oh yeah, I'd love to meet with people or have deep conversations or like, what are some of the specifics that you thought, duh, I do those things. Right. I mean, it really started evolving more when I became a mom because I became a mom in 2017. And once I became a mom, I kind of realized I had worked, I had either been in ministry, some type of ministry or had been in school at my master's in counseling Um, all the way up till once I became a mom. And then I had planned to not work once I had a baby. And so that first year, I just remember feeling this like, dry, I just felt so dry of like, I love being a mom, and I want to spend time with her. But I don't feel like this is like, I'm not able to really use my strengths, like what I'm passionate about, like any type of talents that I feel like God has given me. Um, And so that kind of began my journey of trying to figure out how can I use my strengths. So um, that was in 2017, I started realizing I really love to bring people together. Um, I really love to speak to people. Um, And I think that kind of goes in like the relator aspect to be able to relate and the connectedness too. Um, And so I started forming basically these mom groups that were, you know, just like a fun thing for me to connect with others on. 
Um, and I'd invite anyone that I met. It didn't matter if I knew them or not. So huh. that was kind of like the baby, the baby, baby. in both ways created. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you just, so at that point it was just kind of like gathering people you knew and like, what kind of things did you do to gather people at first before it was really at an official deal? So I formed a Facebook group that I could just like keep adding people in. I mean, I think like it got to maybe 40 or so moms and um, like every week I'd plan something or I'd start to, you know, encourage others like, hey, if you want to like have people over or meet up somewhere, like feel free to um, just post in this group and invite people. And at that time, it was mainly because most of us were probably like mid 20s. So most of us were just having our first kid. So it's pretty easy just to yeah. like kind of do whatever with one baby in tow. Um, and so that, and then I started realizing, oh, this has greater potential. Like I could even start because I, I miss doing ministry. I wanted to use like my, um, my like gift and talent, I guess, in counseling. I was like, how can I like start to really encourage people more in an in-depth way? And so I started these like in-home events where I would like ask someone to come and share like an older mom to come and share an encouragement to us younger moms or bring someone to talk about a specific topic. And I would do that. And then after that is kind of when I started thinking, okay, I need to, I could get more serious about this and like kind of take it to the next level of creating something bigger than myself, like what I'm doing. So it can involve like our whole area, like of the Raleigh Durham area, whatever. That's amazing. That's just amazing. <laughs> well, and so that was in 2017, you said, when you kind of were. So that was all between 2017. It was between having my first and my second kid. So 2017 to 2019. And I even remember I spoke at Winter Conference in North Carolina in 2019 for um, seniors in college. And I was I did like a breakout on kind of like life after college. And I remember my mom telling me after that, she's like, I think you need to really start thinking about using your gifts and using your passions in something um, like more seriously because she could just see how it came to life doing that. So mm. that's in big, that was the beginning of 2020 when I decided I'm going to start formulating a plan that I can create some kind of organization or ministry to really like lift this up. And so how, what were your next steps in that? Like, so you gathered some other people that you thought would want to help make it happen or mm -hmm. what? Yeah. So January, February of 2020, I started asking just basically any mom friend I thought that would want to be a part of starting something with me. I talked to some older women too and like bounced ideas off of them. Um, and so I started forming these groups, like a launch group. Um, in my home and just tried to network as much as I could. And then in March 2020, I decided to um, plan our first event. And I feel like this is like where my positivity and belief come in. Because in the beginning of March, there was not really COVID. And then it was like two weeks later, like right in the middle of like trying to plan this event, COVID happened. And so I decided Gosh. I'll put it on pause and I'll just form the social media. But I felt so passionate about it being like an in-person thing. I was like, I'm willing to wait. Um, I don't want to like, um, I don't want to change the plan. I want to keep the plan that I originally had 
and just kind of hope that it's going to come about. So then September, July 2020, we started doing in-person playgroups. And then August is when we started planning our first event that we had September of 2020 in person. Wow. Well, it's been fun. I've kind of re-looked at a lot of your Instagram posts and just what your website's about. And I mean, I've followed you since it started, but Allison, it's just amazing. It's just so exciting to see just the quality of things you've done. And I mean, one, looking at the graphics, you have all obviously an awesome person doing the graphics and just every little part of it is so professional, but inviting, like what, like just all these people have come along and just, you get, get them plugged in the right spot and it just keeps getting better and better. What's yes. kind of how it's been? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really has, I, I think I get it. Like it, I mean, it goes into like the relator, the developer, the connectedness, like all of those strengths, Um, with like finding the right people. So like I formed my team. So I have three people that are staff with me. So there's four of us that are staff. And then we have seven board members. And so like all of them are, yes, like contributing to that in some way. And then now I'm also coaching, um, developing, I'm trying to get so much strength. Mm -hmm. Um, I have volunteer coordinators based on location in our area so they are leading a monthly mom meetup so you know we've got all these like little suburb areas like I'm sure most cities have Um, so it could be like 30 or 45 minutes from where I live so there's eight of these areas that are run by volunteer coordinators and so I meet with them once a month and support them to like create their own they lead their own mom meetup in their area kind of our mini plan to see what happens so that we can take it um, to other places in the state and in the other states, hopefully in the next year or so would be my plan. Wow. So what, what would that look like? You'd find someone in another city that would want to jump on board with this vision? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because we are a nonprofit, um, we could create chapters. We're trying to figure that out now, how logistically that will work best. But you know, we'll create like the nonprofit group, like in Texas or whatever for Thrive Motherhood in Austin and um, find the right coordinator and coach them through. Ultimately, my goal would be for me to step out of like the local planning so that I can just become like an overseer for all of the areas. For the whole country. Yes, that's my goal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I got friends at all kinds of places. We can... Well, tell me about some of the um, meetups and things that you've offered that you think really are hitting the needs of the ladies. I mean, again, as I look at it, I think, oh, I'd like to go to that. I mean, everything just looks amazing. But are there certain things that you're seeing that, oh, this really is hitting a big need for the moms Mm -hmm. in our community? Yeah. So, I mean, basically, one of my main jobs is to get to know the mom culture in the area and figure out what are the targeted niches or where does there need to be a, where do we need to create a space for moms to invest in them and encourage them. Um, And so we have done that 
for moms who own businesses, that's definitely a niche for us, like just moms who are running their own business. So we're doing workshops for them on specific business strategies, networking groups. Um, we're, we do an event for working moms. So just like a mom who has to work nine to five. Um, so being able to encourage her and provide a community of like-minded moms for her. Um, we just did one for stay-at-home moms on basically strength strength finders but how to um how to figure out what you're good at and then realizing that as a stay-at-home mom like we need to have something that we feel like we're we're doing that we were created to do um and then we're we plan events for like moms who have experienced trauma um foster and adoptive moms um oh my goodness we did one on um how to create a multiracial community um we have done so many things we do pop-up markets and then we'll just do like fun play groups and meetups like at the park or you know grabbing like something to eat together whatever mm-hmm. so it's a wow. lot <laughs> yeah I saw like cake bake cake decorating and exercise class and we're yeah. covering all the bases it just looks so great well um what I mean, I know that's kind of a hard question, but what about it in particular just motivates you the most? I mean, I think just kind of the whole kit and caboodle, but is there any particular parts that you really just love doing? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we have we have a lot of moms that follow us on social media who have not attended anything yet because they're too nervous or they feel, you know, insecure because they don't know anybody So we're like, I'm trying to constantly figure out ways how to pull them in. So a lot, but a lot of the moms that come over half by far come on their own. They don't know anyone. They don't come with a friend, but you know, for women, I feel like that's kind of a big deal. deal. Yeah. So like being able to see these moms repeatedly come who didn't know anyone and now they have like friends and they have community um, has been obviously very fulfilling and then also um, just hearing how like we have helped moms benefit like in their business or have gotten connected to a resource that they wouldn't have otherwise known about um, all those things like helping moms like feel like they have like a purpose or they're living out like a strength or a gift that they had that they weren't previously yeah there I mean there's lots of things yeah is there any um, particular st- even recent story of somebody that just was really touching or inspiring to you that you, as you connected with them or seen light bulbs go off for them? Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of the moms that come are first time moms. And so like we had one mom in particular that was new to the area and she had just had twins and her first meetup with us, she came and they were like four weeks old, which I was shocked because she had twins. Yeah, but um, she has come to she comes to all of our events, to all our play groups. Like we've we brought her a meal when her kids were in the hospital. I mean, like seeing her connecting with moms, and now she's going to like other events and other things that I'm like even just seeing her getting connected with through Thrive Motherhood. Um, and she was like a very shy mom too, and. I mean, I don't know. It was just like very exciting to see her like really step out of her comfort zone. I'm um, doing these things. I have had um, 
some great spiritual conversations because I didn't even mention that, but Thrive Motherhood is not faith-based. And that was like my pretty much like clear thing that I heard from the Holy Spirit of like creating something that my neighbor who won't go to church with me would be excited to go to. And so that has just been something from the beginning that we've seen really, really encourage us of how many people like from all different kinds of backgrounds, all different kinds of religions and faiths like be a part of. Um, And so seeing like the Christians interacting with the non-Christians and just like people of all different types of political backgrounds and views just coming together has been very encouraging Mm. to be around, honestly. That that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's so easy to kind of stay in your own little corner and not branch out or even know other people that may be different from you in different areas of your life. That's, mm-hmm. that's so great. Well, um, what has been challenging for you in this? I know, say it sounds like you're juggling lots of balls, but mm-hmm. um, I know, like you mentioned, even trying to figure out your your role or even how to bring in new people or filling gaps with things that are needed but what's what would you say kind of is most challenging to you running a team which I actually love running a team it's like both things but then at the same time like I always feel like there's something else that I need to do or want to do like I want to be a better team leader in meetings like I want to be able to develop all the people on my staff and the board of directors well that has been a challenge because that in itself is like a huge job and then I'm also running like the whole organization and so trying to obviously like you said trying to find the balance is always a hard thing I think obviously for everybody Mm -hmm. Um, but just figuring out how to best use my time since it is so precious to me with also like spending time with my three kids has been challenging of just thinking through like is this is taking this meeting with this person the best use of my time this morning or should I think through the five other things that I also need to do like how 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 to figure out what to prioritize in that moment yeah that's a lot do you feel like there you have someone that's helping encourage you, lead you, that you can bounce all these things off? I know probably your mom is obviously a great resource, but Mm -hmm. is there any other place that you have like more, not that she's not official, but even like a, someone that's really pouring into you in this? Honestly, my board of directors is huge and I really struggled with whether or not I wanted to be a nonprofit because of the board of directors, because, you know, like I could just be an LLC and I could be a business, which in my mind feels a lot easier because I am, I'm majoring in business. I'm very business minded. But then when I talked to one of my friends who is on our board and he is a lawyer. And so we talked through like the benefits of being a nonprofit and that we would qualify, um, you know, having a board of directors, you have to release control. And so that was hard and that is hard for me, but the people on my board have been so giving of their time which honestly has been very humbling to me especially like 
one, not being a mom, and they're all very busy people. They're not getting paid to be on the board. And so having them there, they have been very strategic in helping me think through and process a lot of decisions. Mm, That's great. sounds like you have a great just variety of their gifts and abilities to to help guide you. That's awesome. Is there anything else in particular you feel like the Lord is really encouraging you with as you've been doing this? I mean, to me, it's just so amazing and fun to see just the growth. And I'm sure you've been stretched in all kinds of ways, but is there any particular thing you think, oh, wow, the Lord just encouraged me in this? Mm-hmm. Well, one of my least favorite things also, it's like all my least favorite things are all be, are obviously the things that God really like uses and teaches me through is raising the money because, because we're a nonprofit, like we have a budget and we have to meet those budget, you know, those budget numbers like every mm-hmm. month and every year. And so we're in our third year, which statistically is like a very big year for businesses or any type of organization, whether they're going to like really keep going and be successful or not. And so, um, one of the main things for an executive director is casting vision to donors and getting supporters and donors on board. And so that has definitely not been um, a strength of mine, honestly. And I'm constantly talking with my board, like, how can I use other people to help me in this? Um, but at the same time, like, it has really led me to not relying on myself uh-huh. to carry it and handle it and asking God to just really help me and encourage me in it and to give me what I need to meet the numbers and, and not to stress out about it. And so, you know, he has like provided like every single month. And I know it's like, that is a clear sign to anyone really in ministry or raising support, like being able to trust God and like seeing God providing is just a very clear mark that you're in you're in his will and to keep going and to keep trusting Mm -hmm. and so that has been very encouraging to me from the lord of just this constant like reminder like i'm doing what god's called me to do and even though it's hard it's worth it because i know i know without a doubt that i'm doing what god is wanting me to do like through this right now so just keep continuing to surrender and also like on my other prayer is just telling god like if you don't want me to keep doing this, like, please make it clear to me too, because I don't want to do it if this is not in your will. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Being out on the limb, trusting God with finances is a, it's a, such a mixed blessing because it is amazing to see his kindness. And like you say, provision through people and just affirmation of where you're heading and what, what you're hoping to accomplish. That's really neat. Well, I would love to hear, is there, how, how would someone follow you with what you're doing? Or even like, say somebody thinks, I would love for you to start this in my place. Mm-hmm. How would they contact you about that? Yeah. So right now we have a really big fundraiser in the fall. That's going to basically like decide how we're going to spread to other places. Hope hopefully in 2024 is the goal. And so we're building a great team of volunteers, like I mentioned, with the meetup coordinators right now around our area. And so just contacting us on Instagram, like is really, that's where we're most active because Instagram is where most of our target age group is. It's like our target age is like really 25 
to 45. And so Instagram's the number one platform for that. So we're very engaged there. So messaging us on there and just like right, right now we're doing the preliminary work of figuring out like what other cities outside would be a good place to go um, next year. But, you know, it does take like it will be starting something from the bottom in that city. And so it does take a certain type of personality and a certain gifting and strengths to carry that on. So, but yeah, that's what we're doing. It's a preliminary work of figuring out where to go next. Mm, That's exciting. This is so fun just to kind of get a glimpse into you and your strengths and the amazing things that are happening through Thrive Motherhood. And do you have any input for anyone that has your strengths or lives or works with somebody that has your strengths? Oh, man. I think like one of the big things is figuring out what you're passionate passionate about. For me, like when I became a mom, I was very passionate about community and finding like the community to be and do motherhood with other moms. And mm-hmm. so once I figured out what I was really passionate about, then I started like kind of processing okay, so then if I know if I'm I'm passionate about this, what am I good at? And so like putting those two things together. So Mm -hmm. it would be that for anyone who is like, especially like a relator with connectedness, with faith, belief, um, is figuring out like, what are what makes you passionate? Like if you could do anything and not get paid for it, like, what would you want to do? What do you see as the greatest need in your community? Those types of questions. That's good. Yeah, that's that's so helpful because I do think it's it's like sometimes we kind of go in circles. And again, I feel like as someone knows what their strengths are, and even kind of just peeling back what those top five Clifton strengths are, there's something in there that that is we've done things that are related to those strengths that we've loved in the past. And sometimes we don't really stop to look at that, but thinking about, yeah, what, what do I always gravitate to? Or what does my mind wander about? So that's really great advice. Well, what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? Definitely being outside with my kids, because that is the one place that they're happy (laughs) all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are so excited about a garden, like a really big garden that we're starting and so that has been our happy place is being outside and, and showing the kids the garden. They go check on it every morning. And, yeah, we're just excited about that and the nice weather. <laughs> yeah. What kind of things are you growing in your garden? Oh, man, we've got eggplant, tomatoes, several kinds of peppers, cucumber, herbs, lettuce, broccoli. Gosh, wanna, that's a lot. Yeah, we want to we have all of our produce in our yard is our goal. That's, that's great. Well, Allison, thank you so much for um, taking time out of, I know you're very busy schedule and I know you got kids running around in the room next door, but (laughs) I, I just love seeing you and just hearing about all that that's been happening and just your heart for moms and just seeing you really thrive yourself as you're leading this thrive motherhood ministry. And so thank you for being with me today on Embrace Your Strengths. Well, thank you for talking with me. I loved it. Take care. 
Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.